Welcome to the Prepare to Fire Fire podcast. We've got episode number four about to be booked up. So today we have a, uh, a really special guest from the West Coast in Southern California, Chris Flores. Chris has been a firefighter for 14 years in Southern California, and he is uh, 35 years old, married with two children. And I'm super honored to have him because this guy is is, is somebody who combats the mediocre lifestyle that we all have the opportunity to really live in the, the, the world that we you know live in today. It's very easy to be average, to be mediocre. And um, you know, two two years into his uh his his career, he found out he was having a son and uh he was he was overweight, undisciplined, um, you know, had vices like all of us, and I'm super excited to have him on to share his experience. So Chris, welcome, man. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh man, I appreciate it. It's an honor. And uh, I know you're just starting this yeah. out, so thank you for having me uh jump in in the beginning. Uh, I've been following you for a bit. And I uh, appreciate your message and the the path that you're paving for the fire service. So. I'm uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right, man, but I'm doing it my way, and uh, I I empower everybody. I empower everybody to be them. Um, I think the other day I had an interesting conversation with somebody, and and they're like, "Well, I'll never be you." And I looked at him, and and, and in his soul, I, I looked at his soul, and I said, "I said I don't want you to be man. I want you to be you. I I, I I'm me." You know what I mean? I don't I don't want anybody to be me. I want you to be you because you don't even see your own self, dude. You're special. Like you have your own things you offer the world that I can never offer. Right. And and to me, you need to work on becoming the best version of yourself and then giving that person back. So let's talk about that, man, with what you know, what your recent events have happened. I know you are, are a part of Superhuman Fathers. I'm a, a really good friends with Kyle. Kyle is uh, an amazing person and talk about paving the way he has shown the world, the fire service that you can, you can do more than be a firefighter. And, and I empower everybody out there that once they achieve their dream of being a firefighter to not let that solely be their identity. Um, I think it's super important that we as firefighters are the best. I believe we need to sharpen our sword, our mind, our body, our spirit, and be the best person that shows up on someone's worst day, be the best person that shows up to the station to help all the other people we work with through the battles of life that we're all facing, the adversity. Um, but at the same token, it's it's a machine, guys. And this episode is going to be interesting because we're going to talk about how that machine will run with you or without you. And you need to be able to have an identity outside of the superhero cape that you put on every three days that you go to work or whatever the schedule is. So Chris, let's talk about your story, man. Let's talk about what 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 your what your goal is right now, and 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 really who you are. Yeah, so I grew up in in uh, San Diego County, uh, born and raised over on the West Coast. So just to, to back up from your initial intro, uh, yeah, well, me and my wife found out we're pregnant four months after we got married. It really hit me hit me in, in the square in the face with some ad- adversity. I'm like, man, we gotta get your shit together. So. Um, at that time in my in my life, we just just got back from a honeymoon. I remember looking at this picture vividly of me and my wife on the beach in the Bahamas. I was like, man, like that's a father and a fireman. Like I'm over the biggest I've ever. It was 230 pounds, just full IPA belly, undisciplined. <laughs> um, I worked out, you know, five six days a week. I did the CrossFit at 5 a.m. every morning, but with zero results because I had zero um, nutrition c- compliance or anything like that. So. Um, I had the career on paper. I was like, man, that guy's uh, doing it right. Uh, 
but I knew in my head, I was like, man, you got to show up for your wife now and for uh, you know your son you're about to have. So I completely changed my lifestyle, my habits. I just got a year off probation. So naturally second year fireman, I knew everything, right? So you can't, <laughs> I was like, ego, all that stuff, right? You're just making the most money you've ever had. I'm living by the beach. Life is good. And it's like, okay, I got to change like now. Um, and I grew up my whole uh, childhood on the heavier side. So I really, I was in pain. When you're in that much pain, uh, you can find purpose to change. So my purpose was to become undeniable. And how I had to do that was master myself first. Because if I can't lead myself, I can't lead, lead anyone else. So I figured, hey, if you're going to be the man and in charge of this family, and you don't want to lose your wife, you want to be a great father, like get your shit together. So I dove straight into nutrition. I started becoming obsessed with nutrition, um, with my workouts, with my early morning wake-ups. I mean, I've been getting up at 4.35 a.m. for the last six years to, you know, working out and becoming disciplined. And I don't do that to uh, say, look at me. I do that because I can control my morning. Um, and then throughout the last five years, I started getting results, started becoming, you know, a master of discipline, consistency and habits. And I started helping guys at the firehouse now. So guys want help with workouts, with nutrition. I was like, oh, this is cool, man. I like it. Like these guys are coming to me for fitness and nutrition. Like that's awesome. And then I took over our PT of our academy. So I just fell deeper in the process of going and going and going. And I made it a part of my life. Um, my wife has always been a specimen herself. She grew up um, in the fitness and nutrition realm. She was a charger girl. So I had big like... I was like, man, I got to like get my shit together and hang, be around her, right? So um, as as I start progressing down my career, I start getting these people following me. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I got something going here. Like, let me start to impact and inspire. It feels good. It's just not about me. It's about making everyone else around me, regardless of rank, captain, engineer, fireman. Like, that's just a right. title. But if, you don't, if you can't impact and inspire, uh, you're not going to get very far as a leader. So I think Frank Pascuso says it best, right? Like fancy bars and collars on your um, class B is, is, uh, is basically just a title, but if you can't impact or inspire, it means nothing. So right. fast forward from there. Um, I just, I took a massive step back at a really good reality check with life with, uh, with my marriage. Um, is, I think all firemen, police, military can attest that marriage is extremely hard when you work this schedule, right? Like you're gone 96, 72, the wife's running the show at home. You come home and you mess it all up, right? Because you open the door and you mess up their show with the kids and all that. So I took a massive step back. What's important to me? My marriage, my kids, uh, my faith. So from there, it's like, okay, we need to serve a little bit higher purpose. What else can you do? So I was like, what do you like? What do you like to do? Like your your identity and your life is not the fire station. Because if it is, you're doing your family a disservice. Um, you can inspire and impact all you want. But if when you open the door and you, and you go home to your wife and kids, if they don't look at you with respect, if they're not following you, you're doing it wrong, 100%. So you, you have to be able to provide and serve for them first and foremost before you can be a value of your, at your organization. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do health and nutrition. I'm going all in. And I'm going to tailor it toward the fire department because – I think, as you can probably attest, our standards, today's society, standards may be a little lower. Um, society may be a little softer, a little weaker. Um, participation trophies and all that stuff. So I'm like, man, I need to hold the line because I know the potential of a lot of these guys here. I want to see people bring out the best of themselves. 
So I hired a coach with Wes Watson um, to get me in with training and nutrition and scaling and building a brand. And then I got coached by Bedros Koulian uh, for a little bit with both of them tag teaming. Those are great mentors of mine. And that's how I met Kyle with Superhuman Fathers. Um, so I just went full creep mode and started texting him like, hey, let me help you, dude. Let me help you. Let me get in there. Right. Um, like my mission is to impact and inspire fathers, man, because I've, I've definitely had my issues in that realm. So Kyle uh, luckily let me jump on board. I started handling all the training and nutrition. I think we started at like 100 clients. And right. now we're just over, we're almost at 550 people now with fathers all over the country, all over the world. Um, and it's, it's been very grat- gratifying and humbling to uh, be able to serve this uh, mission that we're on for the fatherhood side. So within that, sorry, I know it's a little long winded. So within that, I built a group uh, for servant leaders for first responders, military, police, fire. So I just started this about four or five months ago. We got okay. guys that are uh, old, retired Navy SEALs. shouldn't say old, but just retired Navy SEALs, uh, New York City firemen, L.A. County, all over, military, police. And we run Zoom calls every Friday. We break down the issues that you may face during shift work with marriage, mental health, vices such as alcohol, gambling, porn addiction, whatever it may be. We provide a solution. This isn't a victim culture. of Look at me. I'm a fireman. I work 96 hours. Poor me, right? And go home, drink a beer, take a nap because I deserved it. Um, this is, Hey, I'm going to open the door. I'm going to serve my family. I'm sleep deprived. I worked. I mean, that's your job. That's the oath. That's the oath we took. So what are you going to do now to serve your family? And then that's the mission and the goal while maintaining the discipline of what you put in your mouth, nutrition, your workouts, your wake up time. Um, we make our guys do acts of service to their wife every single morning, your daily gratitude list, your five items you're going to get done for the day. So this program has just morphed into people. We got guys losing 100 pounds, um, you know, firemen that are addicted to porn, the fire station, right? We got to drop that shit. And what are you doing to contribute now? Like, and we're completely open and honest. So all firemen listening, cops, military, like we go through some shit. And when you can open up about that and be really true and honest of who you actually are, then we can change you. Then we can right. put in systems in place. Then we come up with some core values for yourself. And we can actually apply personal standards to you. So if you live off your department's personal standards, you're doing yourself a disservice too. What are your yeah. personal standards at home? What are your core values between you and your wife? What are you teaching your kids? So that's what we're doing kind of day in, day out. Um, and that's kind of the longer, longer version of where I started, um, where it went from there, and then meeting Kyle with Superhuman Father. So it's uh, it's been good. It's been fun. Yeah, that's that's uh. It all started with the decision that you made when uh, when you got back. Right. And um, I want people to understand that, you know, this this career path is it's a journey. It really is. And people say that words dumb and oh, you're on a journey and it sounds cliche and all this other stupid stuff. But at the end of the day, guys, you have to understand every single day is or should be a step to be better. Right. And if you're not putting yourself in position to learn from other people, and the biggest thing that you know I've, I've gotten for from from Chris is that he's put himself in position to learn from people that he aspires to be like. And everybody that you know I talk to that is in a, a pretty low place or is in a place of 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 not being fulfilled or not happy with their current situation is they're not putting themselves in position to become better. They're not putting themselves in the room of people who they want to be like. 
they're just accepting the life that they have and they're putting themselves around people that are also accepting mediocrity and accepting the fact that, you know what, my life sucks and this is just how it's going to be. And you cannot be that way, right? Whether you're a day one firefighter or a 20 year firefighter and you're listening to this podcast, understand that with one given moment of saying, what if, and applying action to that, what if question, you can change your entire life. Now, listen, guys, there, there's, there's, there's no magic pill. There's no fairy dust. Chris didn't just wake up one day from being overweight and say, oh, well, now I'm going to run a Zoom call every Friday and lead people to be better, to lose the vices, to be the best men they can be, to, 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 to be the husband that their wife married, not a shell of a human that comes home every third day and lives off the coattail of, well, you know what? I'm a firefighter and that's enough. Listen. At the, at, at the end of everything, you made the decision to serve. You made the decision to run bullshit calls because there are a lot of bullshit calls. And it's, your not, it's not your job to determine that they're bullshit. It's your job to show up and be the person that that's the society you know, claims you to be. And this is a soapbox, guys, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a rant here. The, 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 the citizens of the United States, they look at firefighters as the, the, the pinnacle of these Greek gods that show up and are amazing people. So when you show up with a shitty attitude, you just ruin that perception because you think it's your job to say, this is not what what we're here for. This is not what we're supposed to do. And then you go home and you put that energy onto your family. Guys, I've done it. I I don't want to be a hypocrite. I've been there. I've had a negative attitude on calls after 2 a.m., right? I've treated bums with not the right level of respect. I've treated overdoses with the, the, the wrong mindset. And I've learned that that's, that's not the right way. It, it's not. And Chris, you know, I, I think you said something in 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 your your basically life journey so far that really stuck with me. Um and, and that was you can't act tough, right? Everybody's tough. Everybody's this this like this brave, strong dude. And at the end of the day, in this career path, man, like you're not, you're really not, you know, at, at run, run four calls after midnight and we'll see how tough you are. You know what I mean? Like this tough, tough guy that can crush workouts, that eats good, that, you know, all these great things go over themselves and you put a little adversity in front of them and you turn into the softest person ever. Right. I, I love that shit because I work, sorry, I work. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's a busy, busy freaking station last year, right? We're running 16, 17 calls a day. We're, we don't sleep, right? And I hit my non-negotiables. So we call them in our prayer, non-negotiables every single day. My non-negotiables working out in the morning. Feel like you're still gonna you're still gonna work out. We just we just uh, slept 35 minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Oh, you think you're better than us? No, absolutely not. I'm not doing this to work out to say I worked out. I'm doing this for what I get rid of. I do this to set myself up for success. I can sleep later. That's fine. I'm not saying I'm killing myself sleep deprived, training sleep deprived. I don't do that every day. But if you fail under adversity or you you don't hold yourself to your word, my word is I'm going to wake up, get my ass up in the morning and work out. So when you fail to hold your word, you're just failing yourself over and over. And guys do this all the freaking time to their wife. What all you? What all the firemen Cops, military. I'm gonna start a diet on uh, um, on Monday, babe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna really get after it because summer's coming. I got this trip. Um, all the guys at work are starting this fad keto diet, so I'm gonna jump in. And then what do you do? You quit nine days in, seven days in. 
because you you cave into the resistance. And what do you do when you have to go back to your wife and you tell her that you failed? You're harassing your wife with your words of incompetency, of not being able to follow through. And what do you think happens? What do you think she thinks? You lose a little notch of respect on her on her belt every single time, whether it be the inability to control a freaking donut goes in your mouth, the inability to be patient with your kids, the inability to wake your ass up and work out, the inability to give her time to herself when your selfishness comes into play because you didn't sleep at work. Like all that stuff is heavy and it's real in the fire service. It's, it's, it is what it is. That is the truth. Firemen are selfish. Like let's mm. just get that out of, the, out of the way right now. hundred percent. Selfish. And, the biggest thing, the biggest thing I'm like proud of in this first responder group is the ability to crack into these military cops and firemen and get them to drop their ego and their pride and really share, like start crying, right? Like grown man crying. Nothing wrong with that. All right, dude, my marriage is in the fucking dumpster. And here's why, <laughs> because I am a selfish asshole, right? So if you can get those guys to crack like that, no, I mean, we see, I see the, the hard fake outer shell. You come to work. You got your lifted truck, your sticker on the back, um, <laughs> you got your T-shirt on, right? That's all fake to me, man. Like, what are you bringing to the table? What are you doing? Right. Like, you can live that. You can live that life. Trust me, you can. Very few do. But uh, for the most part, man, you, if, once you have the ability to drop that ego and, and really show up as your true self and then give that person back, like you said in the beginning, now we're winning. Now we're making uh, some movement here. Uh, you know what, man, back to the vulnerability. And I love this episode because it's a little different. Um, it's different because we're talking about the home life of being a firefighter. And um, obviously everything that I preach is preparing to become a firefighter, preparing to maintain a high standard as a firefighter of your career. But don't ever get it twisted. If you cannot apply the habits, the discipline to the person you're creating for the job, to the person that needs to be at home, that hero at home, because there's there's two heroes, right? There's a hero that shows up on an hour one call. And like you said, there's a hero that shows up home. And if you are fucking putting all of your energy into the person that shows up to work and coming home a shell of a human, you're wrong. And I've done it. I, Chris, you can you can attest. You you are that person because the, the the world, the fire service does not teach you or does not expect you to be elite when you go home. We have policies. We have procedures. If you're not elite at work, or let's just not even call it elite because elite is so fucking high. Let's call it a mediocre firefighter. If you're not a mediocre firefighter that responds to calls, that does your job, you're going to get in trouble and you're probably going to get fired. So you have to. When you get home, there, there's there's no standard. You're living off the coattail of, oh, well, I'm a firefighter. My wife needs to understand. My my kids needs to know that I'm tired. Like, No, they don't. The part, the part of you being a firefighter, whether you're a male or female, it doesn't matter, is you have to bear the burden. You have to bear that weight. And you need to figure out what you need to do to be a good father, a good husband, a good wife, a good communicator at home. Because if you don't, that's why the statistics are so high, guys, why we have the highest level of alcoholics, the highest levels of divorce, the highest fucking levels of suicide. So I'm so sick and tired of, right? And if another person tells me those people are selfish, you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, mm -hmm. it, it's 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 so beyond that about being selfish. It, it it you have no idea what you're talking about, right? So stop That's with good. your quick remark of fucking suicide is selfish. That's your opinion. Keep that shit to your fucking self. 
Like hundred percent. Cut it out. When you lose, when you lose somebody that you admire, that you love, that you 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 go to battle with, that is tough to suicide. Your opinion is completely different than you just being an asshole sitting at the dinner table at the firehouse and saying, "Oh, well, those dudes are selfish and they left everybody behind." It's it's a lot deeper than that, guys. Chris, I'm sorry for for getting on a tangent, but I just I had to Perfect. speak with my heart there, man. I had to I had to go yeah. go on on a and all the shit I speak, man, I don't say this, you don't know, think I'm better or tough or whatever. I speak from straight failure. I failed so many times, and this is why it was got, got me to the place where I'm at now. Because I just fail over and over and over, and I learned, and I didn't quit. I wasn't a victim about it. What can I do? What can I learn? And how do I make this turn this into productive action? And I just did it, right? And that's the shit you should be teaching other people. That's the shit you should be teaching your kids. Right. If your kid fails to ride a bike, you just go, oh, fuck it. You'll never ride a bike. Right. Like you got to do the same thing in your life, whether it's financial, faith, marriage, gambling, whatever the hell it is. Um, and I love the phrase like inspect what you expect. Right. And that goes for every like discipline of your life. Like if you're like if you need to inspect all the little areas and details of your life and like what are you expecting as far as a result? Right. If you're not putting in the work, you don't get the result. There's, there's probably a reason, right? Your system's fucked up. So that's what that's what we try to, or I do teach my guys is like, what's your system when you come home and it's chaos, right? Kids are throwing shit all over the place. Your wife's tired. She needs a break. Like, what's your system? Do you just emotionally cave into? What's your system at work when you have a hard call um, and then you're sleep deprived and then you got to go on another phone on height, right? Like, what's your system there? So if you can develop your systems for every little area of how you're going to react and think, you have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, like we have SOPs, right? Like what's your SOPs at home? What's your SOPs with your kids? What's your SOPs when you get punched in the mouth with adversity or anything? Like, so if you can apply that, what happens if you don't follow an SOP? Your ass gets written up, you get in trouble, you probably get uh, coaching counseling, then you go down FBOR, progressive discipline, all that stuff, and you get fired, right? What happens if you don't do that in your marriage? You get divorced. So systems that's like a huge one that we that we instill and teach over and over and over so um yeah sorry a little long-winded on that one but that's it's a great great thing to implement because you're just operating with blinders on the firehouse you know how many guys do we see that you can you can leave your fire department right now and you can come back in three years and you'll see the same person in the same seat who looks the same watching the same show eating the same damn lunch on the same stair stepper with the same results. <laughs> it's like, this is why it's important to lead by example and lead through action and to impact people at work because it's not about you and to really leave your legacy regardless of your rank. Um, and I threw the Absolutely. whole rank out the window, you know? Well, and, and you know what, man? I think rank's important from the standpoint of, of, of accomplishing accolades at work and, and a, a, accomplishing the ability to control the narrative. Because unfortunately, as a firefighter, as an engineer, um, as a probie, no matter how perfect and awesome and, and disciplined you are, you still are not in full control of the narrative. That's just how the fire service works. That's how the military works. You do have to have a certain position in the fire department to affect people with no option, right? Like if you're the company officer and you come in and you work out in the morning, and then you say, hey, guys, we have our crew workout at 9 a.m. How the fuck is Jimmy going to say anything when you already worked out for yourself? You know what I mean? 
Now, if Jimmy is a new guy or, or a driver and he works out and he's like, hey, guys, we should all work out. They're like, uh, all the excuses come to life, you know, as a battalion chief, if you if you if you show up to stations while they're training, you know what I mean? Like you're not you're not saying anything. You're just in the background. But I've had this. I've had these chiefs, awesome chiefs. They just show up and they're just present. These guys are a lot more dialed into the training when the chief's present. Right. And then now the chief is going to other stations during their trainings. And now the chief's expecting more company house trainings together as a battalion, right? So now you're you're setting the expectation of, hey, uh, fucking Jimmy's the chief today. We have to put on a good performance because we don't want to let him down, right? So from the standpoint of rank, I think that is super important in the fire service. But before we get there, you don't want to be the guy, like you said, that gets the brass and then says, you know what? 10 years in, I want to be, I want to be a good leader. Jocko says, uh, you know, we need to do this or whatever the fuck you want to say. Listen, dude, you're, you were, you were, he or she is a clown. Like you, you have to understand that you have to build the rapport over your career of always being dependable, always being reliable. And that's just not at work when you go home, like you said, man. And, and let's talk about that, Chris, because I'll be honest with you, man. Like I think every, I don't think I know every person, man or woman has let their significant other down in this profession, right? Uh, and I'm speaking because we are firefighters. Mm-hmm. We have let them down. We have said, I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make money here. And we fall short. We do. Uh, we, we, it's just a part of life. It is what it is. How have you created a system to build that trust back up to where now your wife is knows that not is, knows, hey, Chris said he's going to do this. He's going to do it. There's no question. Yeah. So for that one, it it's just straight up hold my word. Like I just, I made a, a commitment to myself. If I'm going to tell my wife something, <clears throat> I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to die trying. Right. So that first one was, Hey, I'm going to do something outside of the fire service to help other people to like, not just in my, in the organization I work for. Okay. Like, what are you going to do? I, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. So mm. got a coach, did it. Here I am. There's one thing, right? The other one too. If I had no results to prove anything, she's not going to follow me, right? So I did a program called 75 Hard with Andy Frisella. Completed that. And I told her, I was like, hey, 75 days, I'm going to do this. She's like, you're crazy. Whatever, we'll see. And I did it, right? And then she wants to start it with me. So we did it again together. And that just leveled up our marriage 10 times because we get up in the morning at 4.30 while our two kids are sleeping upstairs. We'd get our personal development reading done. we get our gratitude list done. we get our workout done together. And we're smashing the day by 6 a.m., right? Mm. Um, so you have to include your wife. You have to, if you're going to level yourself up, and I learned this from Bejos, you have to level your wife up too, your significant other, your spouse, your kids. Because if you're the only one growing, like they're going to resent you. Right. They're not going to follow you. So you you have to hold your word. You have to level up people around you. And you, more importantly, you have to have the results for people to follow you, right? <laughs> like how many fire service instructors do we see with the clipboard, the training officer that's asking to do something that they physically can't do um, or maybe it's unattainable and they're just throwing it out there um, to expose you. So you have to have the results. You have to back it by action. You have to hold your word. And within those things, then you can develop your system to apply every single day. And I guarantee you, your wife is going to follow hundred um, percent. You you just hit the nail on the head, man. And I'm not perfect. Um, for everybody out there listening, I've made my fair share of mistakes. I have gone off the deep end with, uh, you know, certain 
certain mindset and certain perspectives. And, and I've written a lot of people off and, and ruined relationships because of my ego, because of my attitude. And, and I'm on a car- constant pursuit of being a better Julian. And, and, and recently, I, I've really been on a pursuit of, of leaving somebody better than I found them because at the end of the day, it's not my job to expect anything out of anybody. It's my job to expect the highest level of Julian because I can control that, right? If I can control that. I can leave you, I can leave this conversation on the internet better and, and, and leave you better with my words, with my actions and my energy. I can't expect anything from you. You're the only one in control, right? I can hope like, hey, I hope Chris brings value. I hope he brings knowledge. And I knew you would because of, you know, the bio you sent me. And let's talk about that too, Chris. You're reaching out. Guys, you got to put yourself in position to win. You got to put yourself in the position to set opportunity up. So many people are in the backseat of the fucking car life. And when you're in the backseat, you're never going to have any opportunity to win. Right. Also, setting yourself up with opportunity is doing the work, putting in the day in and day out of, of action, the discipline, holding your word to yourself. Right. Like you just said, having results. You did 75 hard by yourself first. She probably looked at you and said, there's no way you did it. And then she said, fuck. I can do that. He did it. Right. And then you guys did it together and you grew. So it was like uh, when I ran my first hundred mile race for, for my, my brother that, that took his life, Emilio Rivera, rest in peace. I love you, dude. But when I did that race a week before, I did a training run that broke me. And my wife had a conversation with me. She goes, I'm really worried about you. I think you should put, push this off a couple months. I don't want you to hurt yourself. I'm concerned for your health. And I looked at her and said, this isn't about me. This is about my buddy that's not here anymore. And whatever happens after the fact, it is what it is. And she goes, what if you don't do it? I go, I'm going to die trying. And when I completed that 100-mile race, and she was with me the entire time, she told me after, and and, and it it made me tear up. It really did. She said, I will never, ever doubt anything you say you're going to do. Ever. You know what I mean? And 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 listen, guys, I've I've made mistakes. I've I've had false promises with with my wife. Anybody that truly knows me knows how crazy I am, knows that you know I shoot for the stars, and sometimes I don't even leave planet Earth. Sometimes I land on the moon, you know what I mean? But sometimes I don't even leave Earth. And I've let her down before. You know, I'm I'm a transparent. Uh I, I've I've made mistakes. I, I'm not perfect. I, I really am not. But at the end of the day, man, like you have to have results, like Chris said. You you have to say Hey, I work on me. I'm going to, sh- uh, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not going to prove anything to anybody. I'm going to prove everything to myself. You know? Um, yeah. Be let's talk about you. Yeah. There's people that doubt no, you. Go ahead. Sure. Firemen are the biggest shit talkers, right? Like they're, Oof, you, yeah. you, you bring, go to the kitchen, but Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Oh man. We're like, what about this? This, this and this. Like you, it'll probably fail. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, fuck. Thanks for the encouragement guys. You know? And like, Misery loves company, right? Like I get shit all the time about superhuman fathers. Like, oh, you're super, superhuman, whatever. And now I just like ignore it. I'm like, you guys know where to come if you guys need help. I don't know all the answers, but I'll, I'll fucking die trying to help you. That's just right. what, what we do. Um, and like you said, your story, that's insane. And if guys can understand an even bigger picture of that, because Julian tied massive spiritual belief, faith, and intention to what he did. He had a purpose and he just smashed it. So if you guys have that pain of whether it be a physical goal, 
a marital goal, a career goal, right? I'm going to promote, I'm going to take a captain's test. Like you have to want it that freaking bad to say, what'd you say? You're going to die trying. Not there trying. you go. You can't, you either participate or you just fucking run right over it and dominate. Right. Right. It's like, we like to call it like freight train mentality, right? You just got to just bulldoze your way through it with hard work. It, it, it's, it's one of those things, man. Once you make the decision that, and this is a true decision, look yourself in the mirror and say, this is what I'm going to do. And there's not anything, anyone that's going to stop me, right? Like that's how intentional and how crazy you have to be. When I coach people to become firefighters or I coach people that are firefighters that want to change their life, that want to be better. The first thing I ask them is, is why? What, 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 what's the purpose? Why do you want to do this? And if their answer is not, it doesn't have enough you know, quality or is not anything of a substantial remark, I'm like, hey, man, I can't help you. And they say, well, what, why, why is that? I said, listen, man, at the first brink of adversity, you're going to break. You're going to break like a weak piece of wood. You're going to break because you have no reason. You have no reason. And I can't create that reason for you, right? People ask me all the time, what drives you, Julian? You want to know what drives me? It's very simple. When I die, nobody is going to give a shit if I'm mediocre. Average man like, spike no one. Nobody, dude. And at the end of the day, all I want is one, one person at my funeral to say, he changed my life. That's it. That's all I need. That's all. I, wherever I am, whatever the fuck happens, nobody knows. Believe in what you want. Buddha, God. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. But at the end of the day, when you put putting that casket, it's going to be very quick. I mean, people are so like, oh, we got a few. Listen, dude, you got an hour. You're going to die. You got an hour of people fucking wallowing and fucking being feeling sorry and crying and then they're gonna say we got to put gas in the truck we got to get dinner and that's it dude you know what i mean like that's that's your life and you want to be mediocre i i can't you know what i mean and that's what drives me that, that's 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 as simple as enough that's it's it there's two sides of that too like and i get i get caught in that too because i'm very like i'm aggressive by nature and i like to win i like to i like to see people win you know about for you, but like when you see people just going through the motions, like at the firehouse, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, there's got to be more inside there, man. Like, you can't just sit in this fucking chair all day. It like, <laughs> got to be. So it's like, I, it's really, it's a fine line between trying to actually push them or maybe being, maybe your standards are too high, which I love that comment. Like, hey, your standards, like, perfect. Like, I ain't, I'm not changing my personal standards to meet yours. What are yours? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. See ya next guy right it's like right so there's that fine line yeah it's it's one of those things too man it's like when you go to work and this is how i've changed my perspective and and i'm I'm really trying every person i meet to 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 leave them better is if i could just change how they look at things i don't need to change who they are just change how they look at things hey man why'd you roll the holes up like that outside the station oh what do you mean man we're done with it i'm like it looks like shit, dude. Yeah, oh, it's just a hose. I said, I said, no, it's not just a hose, man. If you do this like that, what else are you doing half-ass? And they look at me like I have six heads. I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine here. Like, you can't take the time to roll the hose back up correctly. What else in your life are you just saying it's not that big of a deal? Because I used to have that mindset, Jimmy, John, and I almost got fired because I, I let – I started to pick and choose what was important. Anything you put your hands on or a part of is important. Let's make that very clear now. Because at the end of the day, your name's signed behind it. 
And when your name's signed behind something, you you now are responsible for that specific thing. Um, and 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 then they they they're like, man, you're right. I dropped the ball here. I dropped the ball there. And then one person told me, he's like, but I'm not perfect. I was like, you don't have to be perfect, man. You just have to give a shit. You know, it's 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 that simple. Chris, dude, I I I I love everything you brought to this episode, and uh, we're gonna have to have you on again. I'm trying to keep the episodes in a length of something simple to listen to. Um, yeah, you know, I one, I, I one day strive to be Joe Rogan and put out an episode that's three and a half hours long and people listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, come back. Chris, chat up. We still have to talk about physical standards, man, when we get that, back. That's it. That's it. So I want to ask you one more thing before I, I close this episode out. What would you tell someone that is struggling, that is having marital issues, that um that is in a dark place right now. What what would you tell them? Because everybody has the, the the quick and easy. Oh well, it's easy for them. They're just different. Yeah, I'll, you know. I'll speak, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What, what yeah, would you What would you tell I'll them? Speak straight from experience and being in a dark place in a marital situation myself. That's a whole other episode <clears throat> in its entirety. Like, I'll I'll be honest. I almost got divorced. The job almost broke me. I was in a dark spot. Um, how I combated that is I looked within, I looked myself in the mirror and said, this is your fault. It's not your wife's fault. It's not the department's fault. It's not your schedule's fault. It's not your kid's fault. It's your fault. So accept ownership. And then I moved on and being moving on, meaning I controlled what I controlled. I controlled mm. my habits. I controlled what I ate. I controlled what I listened to. I controlled what I put in my mind. I controlled everything I, I could and I didn't deviate. And then once I can start develop that person of, of myself, of value, then I can start working on my on uh, my marital issues because no one's my wife is not going to listen to me if I'm out you know at the bar on a Tuesday drinking with the fellows, but I say I want a better marriage. It's like it's not going to happen. So take ownership, control what you can control, and then come to a realistic decision of how you're going to move forward and progress in your marriage, whether it be counseling, whether that be you know, talking with a friend or whoever, but you have to take ownership. It's not her fault. It's not, it's, it's a hundred percent your fault. So that, that's what I would say. I love it, bro. Chris, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys. I, I'll leave you with this. Everything that, that, that we face in life is, 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 is meant to happen, right? The, the, the place you're in right now is, is, is normal. Like that's, you know, people say, why is this happening to me? Why am I at where I'm at? The moment you accept the place you're at and you say, I'm going to change it, is the moment everything changes. Until then, you're just a victim and you're just you know, along for the ride. You have to understand that life is going to push back and it's going to push harder and harder and harder. And we as first responders, we as firefighters, let that bitch push us so far back that we get put in a very deep hole. And like I run my races, these these crazy races, you know, how do you run so far? One mile at a time. So how do you make your life better? One day at a time. You like 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 Chris just said, you control your habits, you control your mindset, and it will get better. You know, it 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 will get better. So Chris, bro, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate sure. you guys. Hey guys, real quick, you can find Chris on Instagram with the uh the 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 at tag of uh, Flores. Uh, underscore uh, SHF, which is Superhuman Fathers. Um, I'm going to put that link in the bio of this episode. This this will drop on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So 
Chris, dude, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. See ya. Yeah, brother.